Hello everybody and welcome to Ultimate Despair Reprise After Class and today we have another very special guest for you. I'm so excited to introduce you. Uh, well, Citizen, please identify yourself for the universe. <laughs> I am Citizen Dorothy Fawn. Hello universe. Hi. <laughs> uh, uh, Dorothy, thank you so much for coming on to this show. It was, it's, gosh, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> we, we've been doing this for a while and it's so wild to think like, you know, I just started this podcast like in January. Never oh, thought, wow. Yeah. Never thought I'd get a chance to talk with y'all, uh, a few other people. Uh, how have you been? Uh, how's, how's uh, California weather? It's really good. <laughs> Today was beautiful. Blue skies, sunny. I mean, it rained the other day, but, uh, today it's great. Oh, well, that's good to hear. So, uh, and we're not just here to talk about the weather. We're here to kind of talk about, we're kind of here to talk about mostly Danganronpa. But, so, you voice both Sayaka and Chihiro from the first game, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. they, you know, they, they didn't get as much presence, like, in the games as some of the other characters. So, what was it like for you to record for both of those roles? Um. Okay, it's interesting because um, I felt like Chihiro actually had a lot of lines. I felt like she had a lot to say when we were recording. Um, interesting. Maybe we actually did record a lot more dialogue so there'd be a good amount for them to choose from for the game. Because um, sometimes there aren't a lot of specifics when you're recording for a game. So we record more than what will actually be used. You know what I mean? Just to cover all the bases. Um, more than just like so, what's in the script or stuff yeah. that's like in the script but not in the final cut right stuff that won't maybe ever actually get used but uh but it's good to um to keep you in character to like have a bunch of lines to actually say um so you get in the rhythm and the the in the head in the mindset of the character um <laughs> it was so, also interesting finding the voice for chihiro <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk about that. Like, what was it like? What was the headspace for Chihiro and her voice and just like everything involving Chihiro? Well, <laughs> uh, they okay. When I got the part, that because I don't think I actually auditioned for this part. I, I may be wrong. Really? I, sometimes you just, when you're working with people that you know that you've worked before, directors or studios, sometimes they just, they know you can do a part. And so they just cast you in it. Other times you go and you have to actually audition for the part. I don't remember this time, but I do remember going in and they said, okay, they want to make sure that the the timidness of the character comes across, but not to make, not to make Chihiro too girly because she's actually a boy. So, but they also did not want me to use um, one of my boy voices because, you know, then I do a boy voice sounds like this, but this is a boy who's, who's disguised as a girl so yeah it was a fine line it was a fine line we had to find a place where it could kind of go either way you know like yeah. a boy sounding girl or a slightly girly sounding boy right um and i think we found the right the right combination <laughs> yeah yeah i believe the voice director was it was um god it was tony oliver who was the voice director uh, on the that game i I, you know, I don't remember, but I've worked <laughs> with him a lot and he's fabulous. If it was him, you know, great job, Tony. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to forward this uh, to Tony. But yeah, uh, you know, it's so funny. And you mentioned like with uh, Chihiro, like the middle, like that range for Chihiro's voice. And it's just very interesting to think about how the Japanese voice actor also has to like hit that same range. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so, yeah. And you also voice Sayaka as well. Uh, yeah, who's who's very different. She's got a very kind of more girlyish voice, so that was fine. It was, you know, um, oh my god, she she really didn't have a lot. I remember specifically, you know, I would um, do like Chihiro. I would come in and do that, and then they'd say, "Oh yeah," and we also have you doing this character. So she was kind of like, "Oh, and you're also type of character." So I'm like, "Okay, how do I?" Is there a way to flesh out this character when you have very few lines? It's um Yeah, it's, she's it's like <laughs> Yeah, she's like barely in the game. It's it's I kinda know. well I mean, but she's so important, you know, to the game <laughs> as a whole. Um so like what kind of headspace did you get into for voicing Sayaka? And I... Um she it's it's tough. She was just like I trust try to be truthful and sweet and um I mean she's like, you know, the ultimate pop star or whatever right so mm-hmm. wh- what does somebody like that feel about themselves and you know and their relation to the world and you know in like three words <laughs> exactly and that 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 seems like quite a bit of a challenge uh yeah. like how often have you had to do something like that in your career where it's like okay you got like five lines but you gotta like flush them out <laughs> oh sorry about that that was my uh that was my alarm for something i don't remember what it was anyway no problem. I I didn't even hear it. <laughs> okay, good. It's a I have um Hedwig's theme as my alarm on my phone. Oh, okay. so it's, it's very subtle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, um anyway, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, I was just uh asking about um like how often in your career that like you know you get these like very very like little roles but you still have to like put yourself into it because i remember like i used to do plays in like high Mm -hmm. school and college and oh yeah sometimes i would only you know get a couple of lines it was such a struggle to be like okay i have to completely characterize this person who has like three scenes (laughs) yep oh yeah of course um although you know when you're in a play it's it's slightly different because this is something you're going to do over and over and over again Mm. whereas you know so there's like you kind of, at least in my experience doing stage work, your character actually grows more in depth the more that you perform the same thing over and over again. When you're doing a game, you're just going in, you're going to do these lines like maybe two times in the recording section, and that's it. So... (laughs) And they say, okay, move on. Okay, moving on to the next one. Yeah, exactly. Moving on. You're like, okay, I hope that was good. Uh... Tell me about the (laughs) stage work you've done. Uh, Like, I'm, I'm interested to hear about that. Oh, well, before I got into voiceover, I was a stage actor, um, a singer actor. I did a lot of musicals. Um, I did The King and I twice. I did Mm -hmm. Fantastics three times. I did West Side Story and just like a whole bunch of musicals. That was like my thing um, for years. (laughs) And and I I love it. And I eventually want to get back to it. But... um, I need to wait till my child goes to college before I can actually get to that again. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get, yeah. Uh, so do you have a particular musical that you would love to go back to and do again or a musical you've always wanted to be in? 
Oh, God. You know, I just saw a Miz here in Hollywood, and uh, that's like probably a, a, a dream show for me. I would love to play Fontaine someday in, in Les Miserables. Yeah. Is it Les Mis <laughs> is like, from what I remember, is like basically the actor's, like, like the stage actor's wet dream because it's like it's... nothing but singing and just, oh, it's, it's a fantastic show. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nothing but singing and emoting and weeping. It's just great. Big, powerful, <laughs> sweeping emotions constantly. John Valjean yeah, is like yeah. oh, hero. So yeah. Um, <laughs> that's incredible. So you mentioned you had a, a kid and it's like, is it tough to like find that balance between like you, you, you've been, you were in Devil Man last year. Like it, you've been keeping active, oh, yeah. which Devil Man ruled i i love we love devil man cry baby here at the like me and the other co-hosts so we had a great we love that show oh I, my god that was it was like insane i played a, a little boy what was mm. i i think i played taro in that? i think so I it was basically was like like akira's like little brother or something like that and then i ended up um i think eating my mother or something in that one or something like that i, mean, I, I think so devil um, man was then... nuts and i love it i I have a little. I played one other character in that thing too, and who was like just crazy. Oh my god, I can't even describe what she did. Anyway, um, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, work life balance between like voicing characters who eat their mothers and uh, being a mom, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, it's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. Speaking of fun roles, I, I noticed, like, you've been in the industry for quite some time. Like, we're talking, like, nearly 30 years of experience. Like, I, I frankly, again, flabbergasted oh, yeah. that I'm sitting with you because, like, you've voiced so many characters in a lot of shows I love. I loved you in Trigun, uh, Vampire Princess yeah. Mew. Um, yeah. I discovered that recently. Like, what were some of your the roles that, like, stick out to you as some of your favorites? Well, oh, golly, my favorites. It's like, ooh, I love all my children. Mm-hmm. But um, let's see. Uh, you mentioned uh, Trigun. That's one of my favorites. Meryl and Trigun. Yeah. She, I mean, I, I felt an instant connection with her. Playing her was so easy. It's like everything she did, I was like, oh, I know what that is. Oh, I know what that is. And it was great and really fun. I just wish there were, you know, a couple more seasons of that. That would have been great. I, listen, um, I think you're not the only one. We all want more seasons of Trigun. That was just such a cool <laughs> show. Whenever I talk yeah. about like a cool concept for a character, I bring up Meryl because it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> she has a pot. She has a coat full of derringers. How is that not cool? Yeah, open up the cape. Woo! Wow, she's packing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh. But yeah, and- yeah, I love that. Um, you oh you you mentioned. Uh, vampire and princess mew okay yeah it was so that- funny yeah i i we so i have this little tradition that i'm trying to bring back whenever i go to an anime con i look for mm-hmm. a show that's just like something i'd never heard of and i saw uh-huh. i saw a dvd set of vampire princess mew i'm like what the heck is this show and i watched <laughs> it and i remember like we watched the first few episodes in english and it was like it was a really good solid performance especially for like early 2000s anime like now <laughs> now it's like man i really really like the show <laughs> <laughs> um interestingly i mean i i like the show now 
But at the time, it was the opposite of working on Trigun for me. It was kind of a struggle doing Miyu um, because every time I would go in to record, um, they would just keep bringing me down. I would do a line. Okay, let's do it again, but give me less. Okay, great. Do, okay, oh, that was great. Do it again, but give me less. I, I had to bring my performance way down from what I was used to, from what felt natural to me. But, you know, I guess in the end, that's what worked best for the character. It was just difficult for me as a person. She was one of the hardest roles for me to do, I think. Really? <laughs> yeah. That. That's like, but it it was, it still came through because it's like her character is so like down there and just like very monotone, but you still have a lot of like wiggle room as an actor, I imagine to like, or not a lot of wiggle room, but like got to <laughs> show something. Otherwise it's just feed the lines into a robot, right? I know, I know. I'm like, how much lower can I bring this? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, what, yeah, yeah. One thing I noticed is bringing it back to like high uh, to like characters you voiced. You you still have Chihiro as your Twitter icon. I have to. How long have you had Chihiro as your Twitter icon? I'm curious now. You know, I I switch him out. Um, like maybe once every six months, sometimes once a year. Um, but I, I actually, I, I made Chihiro my profile pic, uh, after I did a, um, a convention about a year ago, because I, I started seeing a lot of people cosplaying as Chihiro and I had conversations with a couple of them. Um, and this one, this one boy who was, you know, cosplaying as Chihiro and he looked so cute and he was just so, he was so happy that this character, you know, like spoke to him. You know, because yeah. uh, Chihiro is a character who was bullied because he was too weak as a boy, supposedly. That's why he started dressing as a girl, because he was completely accepted dressed as a girl with that kind of personality. Right. Um, and I think I, I think it speaks to kids who are experiencing like gen gender identity issues and dealing with acceptance. And um, I don't know. So I feel like it's kind of a positive thing to put out there. Yeah, like, we had a pretty heavy episode because, like, we loved Chihiro, we think we think they were done dirty in the story, but, like, we, like, I cosplay as Chihiro, actually, I have a, I have uh, their dress um, in my mm -hmm. closet right now, and I remember, so I'm a, I'm a transgender woman, and I mm -hmm. remember, like, when I was in the process of transitioning of just like being able to put on the Chihiro cosplay and it was like mm -hmm. there was this acceptance and it was yeah like, it was great it was like yeah I, I love that costume and I love bringing it out although my hair is a little short to cosplay as them again <laughs> um <laughs> there are no. so many wigs out there though yeah, I know, but it's like I, I, I always pride in myself. It's like, okay, if I'm gonna cosplay this character, I'm gonna, you know, wear my hair as close to as I can. Like I cosplay yeah. Hajime from um Dangarumpa two and mm -hmm. I actually style my hair with like the big spike in it. Um oh, boy. <laughs> Danganronpa. Hey, we're gonna be talking about some Danganronpa V three spoilers in the next section, so jump to eighteen twenty seven if you wanna avoid those. Danganronpa. Speaking of Danganronpa sequels, you got to voice, uh, was it Sumigi Shiragane? Sumugi, yeah. Sumugi, Sumugi. In, in V3, yeah. Yeah, so you got yeah. a little bit of a meteor role with that one. Tell me a little oh bit about- Oh my god, yeah. She had a lot of lines, yeah. Yeah, tell me a little <laughs> bit more about Sumugi. 
and the process what? of voicing Sabugi. Okay, here's, I think, what was interesting to me in doing Sumugi. Um, she's, she was labeled the ultimate cosplayer. And when I went in, they said, okay, yeah, they're, they're all the ultimate something, and you're the ultimate cosplayer. And, you know, you know, everyone's looking for clues. Everyone's trying to find out who did this, that, that. And she doesn't cosplay herself because it gives her cospox and all this stuff. Okay, so go. So, so we're recording, 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 recording. It gets, you know, to the end. I hope this is not a spoiler for anyone. Well, I'll, I'll put a, I'll put like a thing like right about here. Uh, note the okay. feature Kyrie to like edit a thing right about here. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry. We'll, we'll mention it. Um, okay. But, but she, uh, yeah, she yeah, has but, a bit of a heel. She has a bit of a heel turn. She, well, here's the thing. They didn't tell me that Sumugi was the mastermind when I was recording the entire thing until we like got to the end. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What? <laughs> Wait, all this time? They're like, oh, well, yeah, because that, that makes it more realistic that she's, you know, putting on this thing that they all believe her because they didn't even tell me. So I'm like, oh, my God, that's like insane. But, you know, great. <laughs> that, yeah, that was... <laughs> Yeah, that was a uh, excellent turn, and honestly, like the Smoogie's like a great character. I I think <laughs> yeah. like just in general, like there's such a really fun performance there. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, what are some of the? So you voiced for. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other uh, video games you voiced for. What was different or the same as it were for like voicing something like Danganronpa versus other things you've done? Um, well, I, it depends on the style of the game, right? Because, like, um, I worked on Fallout 4, mm -hmm. and I had, to, I had to be very serious. Everything I said had to be like this, because it was all very military and, you know, like that. Um, Who'd you voice I, in uh, Fallout 4? Um, I, was a, I was a female brotherhood. I think you only heard me on the radio the whole time. I don't even know if I had a body. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. L listen, uh, uh, listen. Sometimes we don't want to have bodies. Like that's just that's just that's just how life works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, who needs this? Um, I was also a vault tech too, but I I remember more doing the the um female brotherhood lines. No, I I think I did have a body because I was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They they never showed me a picture. They usually show you a picture of mm. the person that's going to be voicing, but I don't remember seeing a picture of that character. So it could have been whatever. Um. And then, and then, you know, something totally different. I did uh, Shining Resonance Refrain. Mm -hmm. I played this character, Sonia. Right. And she, you know, she's like, she's fighting for Astoria. And so I figure, oh, she's this tough gal. But no, 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 no. We want her to be sweet. So she's a tough gal who, who never really raises her voice. You know what I mean? It's like you you find the style that they want for the character, for the style of the game. It's 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 kind of fun. Yeah. to do all these different you know <laughs> that's great so who so here's a guy question for you i have many questions as it turns out <laughs> who <laughs> who or what inspires you as like an artist be it a voiceover artist a stage performer anything like who or what inspires you oh, okay well hmm 
who inspires me? Well, in the beginning, um, I was originally inspired as a singer. Um, mm -hmm. When I was a kid, when I was 12 or 13 years old, I, you know, raided my parents' record collection and they had um, a couple of Judy Garland records. And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen to that voice. So I would listen <laughs> to her records over and over and I taught myself her songs and I, you know, tried to sing like her. I, I didn't really sing like her, but that's how I started singing. Um, and then I started studying acting later on. And the great... Meryl Streep, the other Meryl, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, exactly, um, she's like a goddess of acting to me. I was just like, oh my god, let's worship at the temple of Meryl Streep, um, and uh, yeah, so like great acting, great performances, um, like a super truthful moment, stuff like that. I find inspiring. Um, there was a moment in uh, <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Uh, also, spoiler alert. Yeah, I mean, also, seen uh, it by now, right? yeah, I, I mean, statistically speaking, I'm pretty sure pretty much everybody in the world has seen it by now. Yeah. Um, what moment were you talking about? Uh, when um, Peter Parker has a moment with um, Tony Stark before, mm -hmm. right before, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, you know, stuff that moves you. I find that inspiring. Absolutely. Um, as a person, you know. Yeah. Also traveling, going different places can also oh, yeah. be inspired. Where, yeah. where are some of your favorite places to travel? Where have you been? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Italy. Italy is a place everyone should try to go at some point in their life. It is just unbelievable. It's so beautiful and I would Different. love to visit. I would love to visit Italy at some point. You know, drink yeah. coffee and look at all the foreigners taking pictures of them holding up the Leaning Tower. You know, that kind of thing. Oh no, no! <laughs> I would not be one of those foreigners. I would be one of those hipsters who takes pictures of all the foreigners who are you know, taking those pictures. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh um, gosh! Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I. Go ahead. No, just that's the, you must go. Every, everyone out there in the universe, go to Italy. I'm just saying. <laughs> At least once. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to most of the places I've been to. I've been to Japan. I've been to Japan twice. That has been absolutely wonderful. Wow. Yeah. I've uh, never been there. It's pretty I wild. I'd love to go there someday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everything I've seen. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, every time I see like some documentary where they're showing Japan and, you know, walk around and go to restaurants and stuff, I'm like, wow, this place is so cool. It's so, oh, absolutely. so expensive to go there. Yeah. I think they had even had like a freaking Danganronpa like cafe, like, like open a while ago that. Get out. Yeah. Like oh they, God. yeah, they had like various uh, like foods and uh, stuffs that you could get there, like based on all the characters. It's uh, character cafes are like a thing in uh, over there. I, I never really visited one, but I know that like they existed. Um, I tried to find like the Capcom cafe, but I, I just got lost uh, when I was <laughs> visiting there. Um, yeah, like mostly wow. Japan. I was in China for about an hour uh, when I mm -hmm. had a fight flight that transferred. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would like to actually visit in a more official capacity at some point. But yeah, um, Italy sounds wonderful. I mean, have you just been there once or, or where where else have you been around the world? Well, uh, uh... 
okay, we were in Italy once. Um, we've been to London a couple of times, and I highly recommend that also. It's the, uh, the history is amazing. The people, though, are just so amazing. They're so wonderful and welcoming and warm and just, uh, it was, and the countryside is lovely. It's just such a great place. I hear that Ireland is great too, but I've never been there. That's another place I want to go. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. Travel. I, I highly recommend it. Travel the world. <laughs> it it, it kind of like, one thing I noticed like when I started traveling was like, oh, it was kind of nice to like go somewhere where my experience as like an American was not like the main experience or the main consideration. It was kind of nice to be ignored for a little while. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, you said you were like in China one night. I was in Hong Kong one night on the way Ooh. to Singapore one time. And one night we were in this... Hong Kong. Wait, that's not how the song goes. <laughs> <laughs> one night in Bangkok. Yeah. Oh dear. What is that? I don't know. Something's happening. Anyway. Um. Uh, yeah. And it was. We were in this gorgeous hotel, and we had a gorgeous view. And then the next day, we flew to Singapore, so I didn't get to see really any of Hong Kong. Got to go back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a. I had a buddy who uh, taught uh, English over there for a while. I really should have taken an opportunity to visit, but it's yeah, like it. It, it does broaden your perspective, certainly. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and speaking of like broad perspectives in the world, if you could give. <laughs> This is my, this is, I like to call this like my James Lipton question. It's like, if you could give one message to the world that would be perfectly understood by everyone everywhere, what would you say? Only one? Okay. You got, you I, I got one? more than one. I okay, well, you, you, could, you could say like three or whatever. Okay. okay, all right. Well, the first one would is a quote from Vash the Stampede. Hell yeah. And that would be, love and peace. <laughs> oh love and be- and i'm, I'm trying yes. to i'm trying to twist my fingers in the same way he does and it's you can't, <laughs> you can't quite do that with human fingers because i'm not an anime character yet no, right not yeah. yet we're working on uh, that technology um <laughs> uh, but i think that's that's probably the most important message because if you really think about it love and peace really are the most important things in Absolutely. the world Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, Ringo, to this day, I follow him on Twitter. And, you know, he says, love and peace, you know, all the time. <laughs> and uh, it, people just, you know, I think, walk right by it. They don't actually stop and think, hey, you know what? These are actual, really great concepts. Yeah. Treat <laughs> we should each try other them like, more. Yeah, we should try treating each other like decent human beings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are the other um, messages? I'm curious. Uh, let's see. I have another message. Wait. Uh, <laughs> well, this will be this will one day be the world's most popular podcast. So clearly, you'll you'll it'll be <laughs> it will be heard clearly. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. Uh, yeah no, me neither. Uh, but I well, can my, dream. <laughs> <laughs> Go my, ahead. my my other message is um I, I I put one out there again on Twitter the other day about you know not overthinking if you are a voice actor and you have a job one of your you know early jobs and the the director you know directs you to do something don't try to double think oh what does he really mean what does he really want don't drive yourself crazy you know trust in yourself um which is part of finding your passion and following your dreams 
but um, which is is important, but also know that your path may veer in a slightly different direction than you thought. And you've got to be open to that. You know, I was going to be a stage actor, maybe become a uh, on-screen actor. And that didn't happen. My path went, no, you're going to do anime and games gonna... instead. Yeah, and then <laughs> and now, yeah, that's, hey, life takes us in multiple directions. But if we open our yep. hearts to it, like, right. yeah, that's great. Uh, um, oh, this is it. This is what I was going to say. Um, I don't know if it was in High School Musical 1, 2, or 3, but we're all in this together, people. <laughs> Remember that. That's a part of being kind to each other and compassionate to each other, especially when you're driving. Absolutely. <laughs> don't, be a, don't be a jerk. Be excellent to each other. Exactly. Rock and roll. Rock and roll, everybody. Well, that's Bill Most and Ted. Best. Yeah. I know. <laughs> be, be excellent to each other. That's, that's yeah. Um, right. Well, Dorothy, <laughs> Dorothy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Is there anything you would like to plug? Anything you would like to promote while you're uh, on here? Anything you would like our listeners to know about that you're in or anything you want to talk about? Um, okay, well, let's see. Oh, uh, Dennis and Nasher Unleashed just uh, came out on Netflix. Yeah, um, I saw that. That's like a uh, kid's show? Yeah, it's a kid's show. I'm in it, and Bryce Pappenbrook is in it, and Christina V, I think, is in it. Um, I forget who else is in it, but, uh, it's really fun. If you have kids or if any of you people in the universe have kids, they might want to check it out. <laughs> okay. And that's, uh, um, what was it again? It's called Dennis and Nasher Unleashed. Dennis and Nasher Unleashed. Okay. Yeah, on Netflix. I got a bunch of other stuff, but I, I don't think I can talk about them yet. Ooh, that's exciting. They make, they make you sign your life away. So, you know, I can't Indeed. speak. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But absolutely. Um. Well, Dorothy, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. And everyone else, thank you for listening. Class dismissed, everybody. <laughs> All right. Dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> that was Captain Janeway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> no. <laughs> I took you by surprise there.